Let's do this. Yeah. I felt tonight, uh, actually this afternoon when I came in here, like I heard the Lord say that worship breaks the heavy yoke. Worship breaks the heavy yoke. And I began just to sing here as I was preparing. And I felt like something was just, I described it earlier as like the roto-rooter of heaven. I felt like the presence of God just, just drove right through me and was firing through my body to set me free from sickness. Still got a little bit of residual that you can hear, but I, I'm by faith, I believe it's gone. This, this stuff's gone. But I just felt like whatever heavy yoke you have right now that you might be carrying on your shoulders right at this moment, worship will break the heavy yoke. And so as, as I was preparing and just enjoying the Lord's presence, I, I felt like we needed to declare Isaiah 61 together. So we already have done this in the past. So you guys ready? Let's declare this together. Today we declare that Jesus has poured out his spirit upon us. He has anointed us to tell the world of all he has done. We minister restoration to broken hearts. We release freedom to the captives. We release the light of Jesus to those in prisons of darkness. We declare this is the day of the Lord's favor. We release the comfort of Holy Spirit to all who are mourning, for he has provided for those who are grieving their circumstances. We place a crown of beauty on those in the ashes of loss, anointing those in mourning with the oil of joy, exchanging the spirit of despair with clothing of praise and worship. We declare that we are the oak trees of God's righteousness. Our roots are planted deep in Jesus. We are covered in his glory. We will rebuild what the enemy has ruined. We will bring renewal to our broken city. We will break off the curses of the past because we have taken up our authority as kings and priests of God. Good job, guys. So, so do this. Why don't you put your hand on the person next to you? Let's just pray. Lord, we just release your presence on the person to our left and to our, and to our right. We release your spirit now. We just say, Holy Spirit, come and have your way. Come and break off that heavy yoke. Come and release every one of your sons and daughters in this room to be able to worship you with freedom. We just enter into your rest. We enter into that place of rest tonight because the work is finished. The cross has done it all. It is done. It is finished. We thank you, Jesus, for the power of your cross, the power of your blood, the power of your salvation. We are the partakers and the inheritors of your kingdom and your glory and your goodness, and we just rest in it tonight. So we come as one house to give you praise, to give you adoration, and to lift high the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Yes, God. Yes, God. God, we just praise your name. God, we just oh, we love your name. We exalt your name tonight. God, we just thank you for this time when we could just come and, and bask in your presence. God, we can come and just lift up your name in worship. God, we just love you. We love you, love you. We love being in your presence. We love blessing your name. God, we thank you for this time. 
that you would continue to bless Scott and Tammy and their health, the health of their children and their family as they travel and, and take a little time off. God, just bless them, God, that they would enjoy that time in full, full health, Lord. God, I just pray for this meeting tonight, God, that you would come. God, we, we know that you're already here, but we invite you to come even more. God, just more of your presence, more, more of your insight, God, more of your revelation. God, just come. Come and speak through Scott tonight. God, come and speak to our hearts. God, help us to hear things that we don't even that we don't even know that we need to hear, God. Just come bring your revelation. Maybe he's taking your fleas out of you right now. <clears throat> Whatever it is, just give him permission. Father, Father God, you're such a good father. You're such a good daddy. Thank you for your great love for your sons and daughters. We just press into your heart tonight. Thank you, Lord, that we are actually seated with you right now in the heavenly realm. And we are seated with you, King Jesus, in the heavenly realm, in the third heaven, in your presence, high above it all. And as we, as we bring our soul and our entire being up into that reality, as we ascend, just let all of the things of earth just fall off us tonight, Lord. All of the cares, the concerns, the worries about our present, our, our future, our nation, whatever it is. Tonight, Lord, we just acknowledge that whatever you're worried about, then we have permission to be worried about it too. That said, we just lay it all down at your feet. Thank you, Lord. 
Our hope is in you, God. Our hope is in you. I just feel like tonight the Lord wants to refresh. <clears throat> he wants to refresh. You know, we, we don't use the word repentance enough because it sounds like, oh, that's the word you use when someone's, you know, sinning and then they need to turn out of their sin and repent. Well, that, that might be true. That is true, actually. But repentance isn't necessarily just when we've messed up. It's, it's about turning towards the Lord. It's turning from whatever we're focused on and aiming, <coughs> excuse me, aiming ourselves right back at heaven. The scripture says in Hebrews 12, to fix your eyes upon Jesus. That's repentance. Fix your eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. He's the beginning and the end of your faith. He is your salvation. He's my salvation. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginner and the ender of your existence, although it doesn't end your walk with him. He's, he's the finisher of it. He said that he's faithful to complete the work that he began in you. He's faithful to complete it. He's the finisher. He started it and he's not going to let it end without it being a good work. I just feel like tonight he wants to refresh. He's, he's saying get back on course. Turn towards me. Turn your eyes towards me. Fix your eyes on me, King Jesus. I am the author and the perfecter of your faith. I perfect what I begin. I don't throw my works of my hands away, but I continue, I work. My Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf. King Jesus is interceding on your behalf that you would finish the race, that you and I would run the race with our eyes locked on our King. So Jesus, tonight we just lock eyes on you. We want to run the race with perseverance. You're the one who had the joy that was set before you, that you would even go to the cross for us. because you knew that we were the reward, you were winning, you were purchasing. So you counted it all joy to go to the cross, knowing that it was for our freedom, that we could run this race with you and, and finish hearing well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So we thank you, Jesus. We just press into your fire tonight. We press into the warmth of your face. Yeah, I feel like he just wants to strengthen. You know, all of us are at various places in the race. We've been running and sometimes we get sidelined. We have to sit off to the side for a little bit and just catch our breath. Maybe that's where you're at. Maybe you've just been catching your breath. Maybe, maybe you've been strolling with Jesus just in the cool of the day, just enjoying his fellowship. Maybe you've been running hard with him, but he just wants to infuse you and me with strength. <clears throat> so I just would say this is going to be a little bit of body ministry time now. And if you're 
in the room right now and you need you need that infusion of strength you need that infusion of encouragement some impartation it'd be a lot easier if you just came up front and stood up here in this big open area <clears throat> if it was just one person I'd say we could all kind of get around you if you wanted but I'm going to open it up I'm going to open the invitation if you want just we're not going to pray for 20 30 minutes and spend the next hour prophesying over every person we just want to we want to by faith release an impartation of grace and strength into those who need it so if, if you're here and you want that just come on be shy if you if you're wanting it but you're just like well I don't want to be the only because you're not the only ones here we go I knew there was a couple more of you yeah let's just yeah okay so the rest of you you know what to do I need we need help because Tammy and Scott are not the Scott and Tammy show this is the team of Legacy City Church so once you guys all get behind Get behind these guys and just lay your hands on them. Actually, I think Tammy and I are going to, because we might be a little bit buggy right now with whatever we caught. Yeah, we're just going to stand back here. Right. Just get your hands on them, guys. I'm going to ask Nora and Savannah, would you two come up here as well? There is no junior Holy Spirit, as you all know. So I'm going to invite the kids to come on up. Put your hands on these guys. Turn on the fire hose of heaven. Release the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, fire of God, come. Fire of God, come. Holy Spirit, we love your presence and we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you do not give out stingy little thimblefuls of your presence, but you pour out the river of your presence from heaven. The throne of God has a river flowing from it, and that river is flowing right now from your throne, from your heart, into your sons and daughters. So right now, we just release it in Jesus' name. We release that river. Say strength, strength. Zoe life, strength, fire of God, fill, fill your daughters, fill your daughters, fill your sons, strengthen, strengthen. you tonight, Lord. Lord, we lay it all at your altar, Lord. We gave it all to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
there's only one kingdom that we need to be worried about, that we need to focus on. There's only one kingdom we need to focus on tonight. There's only one kingdom we need to focus on. as a church not to you know belabor too much sometimes God just wants you to do what he's asked you to do and then just you know I know for myself it's easy just to keep going past where God has gone so so hey I, I want to invite um, some of our prophetic team to come up you're already up here but if you feel like that's okay so I don't know if it's really prophetic, but um, I'm not going to be all spiritual. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to step away. <laughs> um, I used to like to watch a lot of uh, gangster movies like Godfather and whatnot. And um, there's this one, I don't remember what movie it is, but he goes, once you think you're out, they pull you right back in. And I, I can't remember what it is. But, you know, and he was trying to, I believe he was trying to get away from the, the mob or something. He's like, they pull you right back in. You know, and uh, I don't deal with that. I'm like, I wake up with the anointing and I walk all day on a cloud. 
and I just bless everyone around me, you know? And you know what I'm saying? So like even like in the middle of the day, you know, it's or even on the way to church sometimes, you know, the, it just feels like the, the devil is like, I want to pull you right back in. You know, you're trying to get your, your, your focus on. And I think that's what the Lord wants to tell us tonight is there's only one kingdom you need to be worried about. There's only one kingdom you need to look to. Don't let your world and your circumstances become the other kingdom. Look at his kingdom. Don't worry about the things of this world. Don't worry about elections or school or finances. You got to do some of that stuff. But there's only one kingdom and one king that can answer all your prayers. And that's what I have to tell the devil when I get here. You know, it's it's easy to come to church and it's Christmas. You know, I'm always looking at Christmas, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, things ain't going too well, you know. And I just felt like God say, it's my kingdom. It's about my kingdom. Make it your kingdom. Look to my kingdom. Yeah, it's, it is so important to keep our eyes on him and as much as I love sharing encouragement with everyone else, I even have those days where I'm just like, it does, it pulls you back in and it gets discouraging. The very things that you're trying to do and achieve and whatever, doing things in life, it really becomes discouraging. It becomes like, I mean, I think Scott, you nailed it. Like you, you're sensing like, I mean, I know I had a burden on, on me this week for some reason. I don't know why. But even though I know the truths, like, sometimes those lies, they just keep coming back. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and we really just, I really like that perception of not just keeping our eyes on Jesus, but making his kingdom our kingdom. His business is our business. And otherwise, it's crushing out there. It's absolutely crushing. But when his when our eyes are on him, we're putting we're putting our foot down on that. And we don't have we don't have to worry about that stuff. We can literally set it aside and just spend our time with Jesus. We can spend our time with Jesus and he will take care of things. He will get you where he wants you to go. So don't lose hope. Maintain your hope. No matter how bleak or how, how um, impossible it looks, maintain your hope. That's right on what I was dealing with and feeling too, Christian. I think it's really good. Um, we, we're capable of equipping ourselves in the word of the Lord. We're supposed to put on the full armor. You know, God provides so much for us, but we have a part to play in that too. We have a part when we come to church and we minister with the body. We need each other, you guys. We can't all be up here. Scott and Tammy can't do it by themselves. They don't want to. We, we all need each other. That's how the body works. We each have a part to play and each part is powerful. Each part is anointed. Each part is gifted. Each part is good fruit. 
because the world needs what we have and we need to encourage each other so we can go out and be encouraged. Um, In the book of Joshua, it says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So we need to speak it out. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Read, write, speak the word. So one of the declarations I like to say is, I will make my own way prosperous. I will have good success by observing and meditating in the word. I will be a doer of the word. I cannot find a place or a thought that the Lord is absent from. Be strong, Kara, and you can say your name. Be of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. The Lord your God is with you. In um, in 1 John, 1 John 2, it says, The anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. He abides in you, you abide in him, his anointing will teach you. So we just keep pressing in, and pressing in and having that revelation. So Lord, I just pray right now that the eyes of our understanding would be open to the full revelation of the salvation of the cross, that you ripped the veil that separated us from you, from your throne, from salvation. And we have the fullness to walk in that. And we can see as you see, your kingdom conquers, not what's happening on this earth, not what's happening in the kingdom of darkness, not how we feel, but your kingdom conquers all and your business is our business and we go with you in Jesus' name. Honestly, on Wednesday, a prayer and worship night, we kind of freelanced it. You know, it was spectacular. It was so infilled with Holy Spirit. So we did something different, but we spent a lot of time first in worship. There was just, and I could just see the, the, the power, the power that was bestowed on us. It was, it was a greater infilling of God's presence than I've ever felt before. We amongst us shared um, some prophetic words, but words of encouragement. Uh, everyone, nearly everyone read scripture whatever was on their heart it was just god's word is so powerful i hardly know what to where to go from here but just just that that should be our norm that we encourage each other constantly because it's like you say it's tough out there i mean it's a it's a fallen world and and principalities are really doing their their job to stop us particularly those of us who are really following Jesus. He's just doing everything to throw things in our path and we just can't let him do it. We just break that off 
it's dissolved. We are, we are a body of Christ that is so strong. We are changing this, not just this church, we're changing this city. It is just going out. I just find wherever I go now, it just, it's like hitting the easy button. Uh, at home, I have a little more difficulty, but man, going out in the community, I just said people are, are smiling more. They're making eye contact. Even I see homeless people, they're actually making eye contact instead of just looking kind of angry and dejected and hopeless. This, it is us, it is we as the body of Christ, as his saints, as his sons and daughters to carry that into the world. People are so hungry. You sense it wherever they, wherever you go. They may not know what they're looking for, but they know there's something more. We can give them that. Just give them that. Sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes a, a touch. Uh, sometimes a ham sandwich. I mean, you just don't know what it's going to be. That was that connection that I saw. That we just go out in each circumstance and we just ask, what does this person need? It's like, Boom, there's a download, and you just know His Holy Spirit is in constant communication. It's up to us to listen to it. Um, to go uh, to add on to what Barbara said, um, Sandra was ministering to a friend of ours the other day, and she goes, Are you going to church somewhere? And she goes, Yeah. She goes, well, we started going to a church. And she goes, well, you know, I'm just sort of hiding out, you know. And then Sandra goes, no, it's not like what church. We know a lot of people that have been hurt by church. And there's a lot of people in this community that are hurt by church. Some are just sitting in the back pews. Some are not even going to church. And they're waiting for a place to find. Maybe you need to share. Maybe we need to share. Because you're right, this is church. What's happening? When we when we read the word, Jesus wasn't organizing and let's have worship. Then we'll have the tithe. And then we'll have the, you know, what happened Wednesday night was a Holy Spirit led church. I just um, <clears throat> similar to kind of what guys are sharing, but just in all through worship, I had this mental picture, um, and God just kept, it just kind of kept coming back, but if you're at a, like at a concert, and there's a crowd of people, and you can't get to the front, and I was picturing, I was picturing Father God, like, beckoning me forward, because he was at the front, and so I had to push through the sea of people, and distractions, and just focusing on his face as I was pressing forward and pushing through and not like, you know, knocking people down or anything, but just just focusing on being with him. And so all the earthly distractions and all the troubles and all the people, and I, I feel like he's calling all of us for that, like to come into his presence and to come be with him, to climb up on his lap, to drop everything, to push everything aside mentally, to just clear the deck because nothing compares to being in his presence and to that intimacy with him and to the fact that Father God 
is calling you forward through the throng of people that you're hearing him call your name. And some people are so busy with things and church and life and family. All those things are good, but his presence is above all. And so when he calls you to be able to push through all of that and to empty your hands and to just run. See, there's a there's a song. We were just listening to it on the way here. Resurrender. Re- You're calling. I'm coming. I'm I'm running. I'm not I'm not walking. I'm running. You're calling. I'm coming. I'm not walking. I'm running. So that's the that's the cry of my heart. But I kept seeing that picture in worship that all of us just like pushing through, just like out of the way. Like that. I'm going to get face to face with my father because he's called me. And whether or not I feel worthy, he wants. He wants me, and I'm desperate for him, so I'm going to press in. So just drop everything and run. Got to come up. We got to enforce the rule. You guys got to come up. I don't have a, a prophetic word. It's just I want to proclaim the goodness of God. He has been so good to me since he called me back, which was, I think, not last January, the January before. I had been out of church for like three years and didn't really worry too much about it. I hadn't found any place. And then I heard about Legacy and um, came, and God said, that's it. That's where you're to go. And from that time forward, this has been my church. But just recently, all the things that he has done with me, I don't think you can avoid him. You can run. (laughs) But I don't think you can outrun God. He knows every step you take. And he's ordained every step. And he is, his goodness is so overpowering that you just can't help but fall in love with him and follow. Even though I don't always follow so great, but I'm working on it. So. Yeah, I get that feeling too. It's like, like clear the decks because I'm dump, jumping in to the deep end of the pool and it's just there waiting just clear the decks. Okay, I was shown something tonight that I don't really fully understand, and it's going to be tricky to kind of paint a picture for you, but um, see if I can do it. Um, So I was shown uh, the anointing, uh, not the anointing, the announcement to Mary about the birth of Jesus, that she was going to be the mother of God, man, and it just it's like it was a swirl of colors and it's like it it came all together but it was like a fast forward so think of it like a graphic when they want to show movement it's like a whoosh and you just see this sort of trail of colors so it's sort of like that and there, there are little highlights like throughout Jesus' life and then that kind of like became all-encompassing to the ascension and then it's like fast forwarded through throughout history up to the present. I can see like 
little spots in like the third century in medieval times and different places on the basis. It was really strange and actually difficult to explain. So like, then we're at, but it didn't stop here. It just, it kept going. It's almost like there is, <clears throat> like there is no like real time. It's like, like, um, it's the God who, who was, is, and forevermore will be. It was like all in one. Um, and like in the colors were just this swoosh and swirl of all these colors. I, I don't like to say fully understand it, but one of the things that, that was told that it was about <clears throat> was that so much will be revealed, so much will be revealed in manners that we don't understand. We can't even imagine what they are. And then we're just standing on the precipice of that now. It just, it's like what we're talking about with you, Judah, last week. It's just going to be a downloads one after another after another, you know. It's like uh, equals MC square on, on steroids. <laughs> it's just, it's going to be a changed world that we're going to be living in. It's coming really soon. say one more thing in that you know, you've mentioned seeing swirls and colors before and a few days ago I you know occurred to me I'm like I don't think I'm getting it I don't think I'm getting a full revelation of God's love like I really don't think I really get it like I really just want to get so into God's love and to be so changed and so moved with it and so permeated by him. I'm not getting it yet. But we can't outrun him. We can't outrun him. And those colors and swirls you're talking about, like we only see maybe just a fraction of the bandwidth and he's got so much bandwidth for us. He's got so much bandwidth for us. So I just want to jump in. I want that full impact, not just once, but just every day, that full impact. So I pray that we all get that full impact every day from Jesus and that we would just flood it out to everyone around us. clarify something. The reason why we want people to come up here <clears throat> so that I know Linda, but what we want to do is set an example for all who come in for their first time, second time, months in, that it's not just, you know, raise a hand and you get the microphone. Does that make sense? I trust you. That's why, but I want. So in order to set that, that standard in this room, <clears throat> I know this might feel awkward that I'm addressing this now, but I'm doing it. I'm going to go there. Um, so that it so that there is the, the sense that there is leadership in the room that it's not a free for all when people come up here they know that they've been approved to come up here not that you have to be approved for kingdom but when it comes to a proper flow of how we, we do things in this church with leadership leading in a, in a healthy way we want to go this way so I just want to say that 
there's there's a principle in the kingdom of God and I'm going through it right now and I want to say to everyone here if you feel weak you're in a good place because I'm going through a weakness and I'm a strong I feel like I'm a strong Christian I'm a warrior you know and all the props are being pulled out and Jesus is saying to me it's in your weakness that my strength is made perfect and I've not really ever been in that place where I've had to so have everything pulled away and say I'm weak and Jesus is saying but I'm strong and it's in that place of weakness that your strength is going to be made perfect because it's a principle in the kingdom of God we are weak and it's in our weakness that we are made perfect in our strength so I want to encourage anyone that's you know it's kind of new to me I mean I've had things I've gone through but this has been really like all the props are gone I want to fall on my face and say just walk over me Lord I'm, I'm done you know and he keeps saying no it's in this weakness I'm teaching you about my strength and so be encouraged it, it's a part of the kingdom being weak is part of the kingdom that he can be strength our strength Okay, there was a conference in Bothell, and it was Randy Clark and Heidi Baker and I think Dutch Sheets. I don't know. You guys probably heard about it. I, and I had a couple of friends that went, and I couldn't go there again. I was not strong enough physically to go. Um, but this conference was an outpouring upon the younger generation, and it was so powerful, whoa, that these kid they're not kids I mean they're not little you know children the younger generation there is such a, a, a power of God falling on them right now and at the conference they said these these kids these younger generation it was so powerful that um, they couldn't they they didn't care what anybody thought they just let God do what he wanted to do and God didn't touch them. they were falling on the on the ground and they were screaming out to Jesus. And, um, and I want to encourage us because I think I, I see that happening. And, and I was given a word. I had a girl come up to me the other day that was, she had pierces everywhere and tattoos. And she was really, really, really scary looking. And, you know, and I mean, I'm telling you, she walked up to me. I was at the store and she said, let me pay this for you. I think she was in a lesbian relationship with another girl. And, you know, I, I just said, no, that's okay, honey. You don't have to do that. Well, you know, after she left, the love of God for her in my heart was so strong. I wanted to grab her and say, I want you to come home with me. Let me make you iced tea. Let me show you my big lab. I want to love you. And I'm telling you, it's happening. God is pouring out his spirit upon the younger generation. Is that what you wanted me to share? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I've seen it. Been, it's starting to happen. 
and it's, it, it's huge. And they don't care what anybody thinks. They don't want to be, they don't even care about, you know, they don't want to be approached by churchy people. They want Jesus, and that's, they're going after it. And so, praise God, I'm so excited about that. And I, I just want to, you know, like it's for all, I mean, we're being prepared for this younger generation too. It's an awesome thing to see what God's doing, you know. It's going to touch Seattle. You watch. It's going to touch the kids in Seattle. It's going to touch here too. It's not just Seattle. In fact, Jesus said in the last days, well, Jesus didn't say it. He spoke through the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. So thank, thank you, Jesus, that it's on the young people because we want to see the young people catch the fire and run further than we could ever imagine we could have. But we also don't disqualify ourselves and say, I know you're not saying that, but we don't disqualify ourselves and say, well, God's going to do it all on the younger generation. No, every person is vital. Every person, every son and daughter that carries the seed of Jesus within you, who's been born again, you are vital. You are vital. So don't think you're going to Excuse yourself back into the shadows. Let everyone else do the ministry. The Bible says that, that God has works that he has ordained for you in advance to do. So with that, I just feel like, Denise, I just need to tell you. She's like, what? <laughs> Put me on the spot. We need a spotlight. Circle it around and then land right on that person. I feel like the Lord wants you to know. <clears throat> I think you already know this, but there's, there's favor on your lineage. Like your mom and dad, it began with them, and there is favor on their sons and daughters and grandchildren, granddaughters, grandsons. There's favor. And I felt like the Lord was just obviously highlighting you because you, I think you came one time before when there was a big group of people here, and I didn't remember who was here because we I was probably wasted in a, in a godly way. I was drunk in the spirit. That's what happens when you get that much Holy Ghost flowing in the room. It's like, whoa. But, yeah, I just feel like God wants you to know that his favor is on you. Like his favor is on you. I feel like there's, he's going to release something soon over your life. I know you work hard. We know where you work. <laughs> we ran into you. And no, you didn't keep our secret. Now everybody, now anyway, never mind. Anyway, it's okay. It's okay. But... I just feel like from what I'm sensing God's doing in the room tonight for all of us, and I felt like he, he really wants you to take this with you tonight, is that out of all of the characteristics of the Father, he wants you to know that his love is unfailing. Like his love for you never fails. You, it, can't fit, it can't stop. It can't end. It is unfailing. Like your Wi-Fi connection, it fails. People coming through when they're supposed to, they fail. He will never fail you. He has you in his sights, and he is closer than you could ever imagine. And he's blessed you with that position. I feel like there's favor and increase on it coming. I don't know. That's an easy word to give, but I just felt like it's, like there's, it's been a hard work season doing the, the responsibility that you have in that place but there's something good coming with it. Like there's promotion, perhaps. I, I honestly, I don't know what it is, but I just felt like 
tied together with your your revelation of his goodness over your life and his favor over your whole family line. So not just for you, but for your daughter, for your children, for your your cousins, siblings. You know, his favor is on you. So we just want to bless you with that. Is that okay? That's pretty safe. We don't prophesy direction unless you're a prophet and you know, you know that you know you're hearing something. that was okay with what I talked about earlier, just kind of clearing all that up about, we want to have a, an, an orderly flow. And I and believe me, you don't know how hard it is to be up here and make sure that things flow in order. I just got to be honest with you guys. And, and it's easier to have, you know, whatever, little hiccups and things as a smaller church. But what we want to do now as a smaller church, we want to set set the standard, I guess. We want to set this, the precedence as if we were a church of 100 or 200 or 500 or 1,000. So things definitely are, flow a lot different in larger churches, and it, there's a lot more grace that we flow with here. So hope you guys can take a deep breath. Give us a little grace, too. <clears throat> After all, I mean, I could have just called in sick tonight and gave you round two of, round two of David. <clears throat> Honestly, guys, we, even though we had a little bit of a bug going on and we got to leave again tomorrow with our kids, I, I was looking so forward just to being with y'all in the house of God. Thank you. Well, we know you guys did good and, and it was good, but it's, it was actually, we did get a lot of refreshing and we felt like, um, I don't know, I, I don't know, we didn't really talk a whole lot about what we were sensing God do, because we were just like, you know, you can detox on vacation. Let me just release a little grace on y'all. As a believer, I don't believe that, that you're ever out of God's presence, okay? You carry the Holy Spirit within you. In fact, you are the church. This building is not the church. We didn't go to church tonight. You are the church. And as a part of the church, you all decided to come together in a building and be an expression of the greater body of Christ, living stones coming together to become a, a habitation of worship and praise where the power of God will come in an even greater way and who knows what he'll do. So I just want to say, you know, give you grace just like I would for myself, for us. When we're on vacation we don't have to try to make everything super spiritual, okay? But with that said, we do still hear the voice of God. And I felt his, I felt his presence and I sensed his voice over that, that whole pool area. If you've never been to Las Vegas, well, your hotel could have a thousand swimming pools. No, maybe not that many, okay? Probably nine to 12 at this place that we stay at. And, you know, you've got bodies all over the place in bikinis, yes, and they come in all shapes and sizes. And, you know, when you're in that environment, you just got to get over yourself. This is a, this is a freebie. You got to get over yourself. You, you realize that nobody cares what you look like, and you don't really care, unless you're a people, 
watcher like I am. I know I, I, I'm kind of like, check that out. It's, you know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm being, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being very careful. Did you get the text? Oh, you didn't. Never mind. Nothing. That was just for our kids. Okay, so, okay, so I get distracted if I see a plumber's crack, especially around the pool, and then I might take a picture and send it to my kids. But Tammy wasn't supposed to mention that. Okay, let me get back to. Let me, Holy Spirit, would you please come back? Okay, thank you. He's here. He never actually left because he's right inside of here. And you, hey. There was that atmosphere of we're all in this swimming area, the heat, the palm trees, lots of alcohol flowing around. People are at the bar at 10 a.m., 11 a.m. And that's, you know, that in that kind of environment, you, you know that the focus on the flesh can become the spirit of the atmosphere. When I went up to grab some towels for Tammy and I to go find our spot somewhere in a sh- hopeful shady spot, because otherwise you're going to bake really fast in Las Vegas 100-degree weather. I, I grabbed the towels, and there's these young people working the, the towel booth. And I just sensed, I could really sense the, the Spirit of God saying that there's so much more to life than this. There's so much more to life than what you're seeing. And I could almost see it on these young people, just like a dissatisfaction. Almost like they're recognizing when the Spirit of God comes, and pours his presence out over all flesh, people begin to see the empty way of life. They realize this is just emptiness. And I could, I could sense that in the atmosphere over that place. And this is just kind of a, a rabbit trail, maybe, side note, but our housekeeper, Maria, Maria Patricia, very sweet woman, and it's crushing me on the inside because I didn't get to give her the word that I felt like God gave me. In fact, it probably isn't too late to contact the hotel based on the room we were at because that's her floor and that's her, her area. But she said she doesn't like her name, Maria. She likes her middle name better, Patricia. Too many Marias. And I looked, you know, I look up name meanings, you know, often. And I looked up her name and <clears throat> I should know Maria, Mary or whatever, but I didn't. I don't have it all memorized. It's not my gift. But Maria means beloved. Beloved. And I, I felt the heart of the Father over her that this is my beloved. She's a sweet daughter of God. I don't know if she's a believer. I'm guessing she probably is. I had a sense like she must be a Christian or maybe Catholic. I don't know. But her, the, her middle name, Patricia, <clears throat> means like royalty. And so my word for her, even though I didn't get to give it to her, was God says that your name was Maria first because before anything else, you're his beloved daughter. So I'm saying this right now. If you need to hear this for yourself, then take it because this is the heart of God. Before anything else, you're his beloved. You're his beloved son. You're his beloved daughter. And then after that, you are Patricia, royalty, you know, your first identity is not royalty, although you are a, a very royal bunch, I must say. <laughs> regal. We'll say regal. Anyway, are you guys okay? Is this all right? Okay. One other thing. There is this Jewish family. Jewish family. <clears throat> you know when people got a lot of money because they rent the cabanas, which are like a thousand bucks a day? 
And then the, the rest of us, you know, the, the squatters, we have to take all the other chairs that are in front of all them. Yeah, we get to watch them go. Yeah, the poverty. Yeah, well, he, you know, I didn't carry that. I don't care. They can spend their 1000 bucks on that. I'll go into the air conditioning later or jump in the pool to cool off. But hey, this Jewish family, you know, he's a large guy with a little, he's got his little yarmulke on his head and um, his couple daughters, I think maybe a son-in-law. <clears throat> and it looked like uh, maybe his wife. And, and she had this look on her like she was ill. Like she moved really slow, very just plain, no makeup, a little beanie on her head. Maybe she was covering her hair loss. I don't know. But I just, I felt like the heart of God was that healing is the children's bread. I wanted so bad to give this word. So maybe tonight, we'll just take a second after I share this with you guys and maybe we just pray for them. But I felt like the spirit of Yahweh, they may not embrace Yeshua, Jesus, but they know that the God of Israel is Yahweh. And his spirit, the Holy Spirit, was speaking to me about them, that this, this is, these are the children. These are true Israelites, and the children's bread, it's healing. And so I just pray now, maybe you guys can agree with me, we just pray now for this, this family that first of all, that they would come to know Yeshua, that they would come to know the Messiah, that Jesus, you would rescue them, and that you would release that, that children's bread, that healing that you provided on the cross, that you would release it to this daughter and just bless her, Lord. Bless that family. Yeah, in Jesus' name. You know, you can actually, I was waiting for an opportunity to minister that word somehow. I didn't want to approach her because I knew that would be wrong in the Hebrew culture. You know, your wife does not go talk to other men. You're supposed to go talk to the man. So I didn't have an opportunity to see those guys again. But I don't know. All that to say is the, the Spirit of God is still moving even when you're on vacation. And you don't have to be fully engaged looking for opportunities for ministry. Maybe your ministry, while the two of you are on vacation next time, is to minister to one another. I'll look over here. I don't want it to be awkward for these two. You two, back there in the back row. Next time you're on vacation, kick the kids out of the room. No, I'm sure you already do. I, I feel like Dan McCollum said this a long time ago. He said that when he's on date night, he has to turn the prophetic off. Because his prophetic gifting is just like he will hear words for all kinds of people in the restaurant. He has to purposely turn it off because his focus is on his wife. This is date night, not ministry time. That's, does that, is that good? Do you guys, can, you, can you receive it? I know that's hard because some of us, we're just like ministering machines. And we just, we, we will, anyway, okay. Okay, you guys good? more. Well, I really want to knock out that scripture portion that we haven't yet finished. We're going to do it. Let's just do it. Okay? Got two minutes. No, I got two minutes. What is... Just ignore what she said. We're going to do this. Okay. It's been a month or so that we barely could get through four verses, but we're going to finish this. So we're going to, we're going to talk about... This is quite the shifting of gears here, but we're going to do it. You guys good over there? Baby's good? Awesome. Ten? Oh, I thought you said ten. I'm pretty sure I heard 10. Okay. 
Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go back to this verse that we love so much in this house because we are a church that embraces the fivefold ministry. We believe that there are apostles and prophets today and that according to Ephesians 2.20, that the foundation of the church is to be built on a foundation of apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ as the chief cornerstone. Okay, that should be in the foundation of the body of Christ. We need apostolic and prophetic input into, into our lives as believers to prepare us for ministry. So let's back up though. Verse 11, he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, some with grace to be pastors, and some with grace to be teachers. We could focus on all five of those, but I'm pretty sure you all know what a teacher is. You know what a pastor is. You know, it's a shepherd. They take care of the sheep, got a very pastoral heart, got a love on the sheep. Sometimes you got to take your shepherd's rod and whack them or not. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm looking at my dad behind you. Childhood memories. Whack. <laughs> What's cracking, dad's belt? Anyway, just kidding, just kidding. So, so we have the fivefold ministry. If you if if you're new to this kind of stream of Christianity, we call that the fivefold ministry. I don't think it's new to anyone in this room. Um, and, and it pays us well to go back and look at the scripture and remind ourselves why we embrace all five of these offices of ministry gifts. I shared this slide. I'm not going to go into all the description. I'm just going to read the thing on the bottom so we can get through this. Does that sound good? Okay. Without apostolic influence. Okay, so we got the apostle on the top. And the, the purpose of the apostle, apostle means what? Sent ones. Sent one. So an apostle is a sent one. That means that their gift gets on the body of Christ to send us. We like take our giftings and we start moving outward with it. So if you're a prophet, you want to be influenced with the apostolic. Same with an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. So without apostolic influence that gives a church an outward and mission focus on things of the kingdom, okay, without it, a church will ultimately become detached from and irrelevant to the people it should serve. It becomes self-serving, <clears throat> making decisions primarily for the benefit of its own people and not the people it's called to reach. In other words, the church becomes like an ingrown toenail. We just focus on our little holy huddle, making sure everyone's always happy. Okay, but the, the gift of the apostle to the body of Christ is to take us from being inward, navel-gazing focused and to turn us out like Jesus said, go, go into all the world and preach the gospel. There are, man, I want to get emotional. I don't want to get emotional. I feel it. There are people in our city right over here, all over the place, just outside these doors. They're hurting. They're, they're dying on the inside. They need Jesus, just like you needed him and still need him. God is waiting for his people to get, I like it, mobilized with an S. It's not on this slide, actually. Because he's British. Sorry. I totally lost train of thought there. <laughs> but the guy who put this together, Anthony Hilder, he, we, he's a British guy, and so he spells things the British way, <laughs> like mobilized. Anyway, okay, so that was really stupid. So <clears throat> it becomes self-serving without 
influence in a church. It becomes self-serving, making decisions primarily for the benefit of its own people and not the people it's called to reach. This risks increased church politics because everyone's got their ministry, their hobby, their agenda, and they want to see their thing. I want to, we need to go minister to the poor. We need to feed, feed the, the homeless. You know, we need to create a women's shelter. Well, we need to be a prayer hub. Hey, that's part of what we're doing. Doesn't matter whatever it is, if you don't have an apostolic influence in your local church, you begin to get inward focused, and then we, we get church politics and battles for power as different groups fight for causes that they're concerned about instead of the wider kingdom vision. Does that make sense? I thought so. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. I told you guys we're going to do this in 10 minutes, not two. So this is some more Anthony Hilder good stuff. Maybe he's got some of those funny English ways of spelling things in this. I don't remember. So the office of modern-day apostle exists to ensure that the church is healthy. Okay, so apostles look at the foundations of the church. They, they can see, like, they look at the leadership and the, the flow of a And they have wisdom to speak into that. That's why it's healthy to have apostolic and prophetic input coming into a local church. So we'll go down that road further another time. But um, with that said, they ensure that the church is healthy and built on strong foundations. Paul said, you know, I'm an expert builder. He was always coming back, circling back around to the churches that he helped plant, looking at the foundations, making, and you know, what did he say? He's like, I'm in the, in, I'm in the pains of childbirth so that Christ would be formed within you. Like his heartbeat the Paul the Apostle's heartbeat was that the church would grow up into maturity. If the church doesn't grow up into maturity, then it's going to be really church to do the works that Jesus did. Because as we look at the end of this portion of Scripture, we're going to see that the ultimate, the ultimate, I would be equipped to do the works of ministry, and that we would grow together and become mature into complete fullness. I get all these different versions of that portion. Some say uh, mature manhood. Okay, we're talking about Jesus. You and I are his body, and he wants us to grow into maturity and become mature into complete manhood or the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, we need to look like Jesus and not like infant Christians with, with diapers still. No problem with diapers over there, Sometimes you got to wear them. Okay, you guys good? Is this okay? Okay, so let's back up here. So this should result in churches looking outside their four walls so they can serve the society by demonstrating the heart of God. Jesus is our first apostle. So if you don't have an apostle, Jesus is your apostle. Sent by the Father, he reframed and realigned the understanding of the kingdom of God to those who listened. The office of the apostle demonstrates these traits through their ministry meaning that any apostolic ministry within a church should result in it being, there's that word, mobilized, but I changed it, didn't I? Yeah, I did. I didn't want you guys to see. He's got typos in there. Was mobilized, motivated, and sent out to transform the world. We want to be ascending people. We don't want to, like, really fast. This is all we're going to do for the next however long God says to do it until he's, like, shut it down. See, if we don't, if we don't track with him and, and get on board with his mission and his spirit leading us into the things he has, we're just going to play church. 
and it's going to be a little bless me club, and eventually you guys are going to get bored with it, and you're going to want to go somewhere else, and I ain't going to do it either because that's just not, I don't want to. I want to see the, the power of God move and manifest in our meetings. I love to see people like the picture that uh, Forrest sent me while we were on vacation of Barbara laid out on the floor. <laughs> Last Sunday. But anyway, uh, that's, that's a side note. I, I love to see people get, you know, just fall out in the spirit. But, but that's not all we're going to do for the rest of our lives. Or my son will be really disappointed. And my daughter. And my other daughter. And my other son. And my other, I, oh, where's my other one anyway? Where's Nora? Oh, she's, that's right. She's right in front of my face. I'm used to seeing you back here. So. Okay. Two slides of scriptures and we're done, you guys. And we're going to pray and kick you out the door. No, we won't do that. Okay, so verse 12. So this is about the fivefold ministry. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their calling, the purpose of those five ministry offices to the body of Christ, their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. I've said this so many times in the past, and I probably just, like, beat this subject down everyone's throats too often. But you are in the ministry if you're a Christian. The day you said yes to Jesus and you surrendered your life, you became a minister of God. You became one of his little priests or priestess, whatever, if you want to be called that. You are a minister. First and foremost, you're a son. You were adopted as a son or a daughter into the household of God, which is a family. God is a father. But you've also received a ministry. And that ministry at first might just be to lead yourself. You might need to just lead, grab yourself by the shirt, and drag yourself into God's presence on a regular basis. Feed yourself. Learn how to, you know, don't be a baby and wait for everyone else to feed you bites of mush. Learn how to get the food for yourself. Open up that, that beautiful leather-bound Bible and just flow through the scriptures and begin to feed yourself, nourish yourself on the the living, breathing Word of God in fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the author of the book. Invite Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, come and illuminate your Word to me. Come and bring new life from it into me. You know, let me hide your Word within my heart so that I won't sin against you. Your Word is life. Anyway, okay, so that's just, I'm just trying, but I could not get this done. So their job the fivefold ministry. Their job is to nurture and prepare all of us to do our own works of ministry, whether it's you're leading yourself or you and your spouse or you and your family or whatever God gives you. Does that make sense? As they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Verse 13. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of of what it means to know the Son of God and finally become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. That was a long sentence. It's the Passion Translation. It's passionate. Okay, so... I, I circled the word until in my Bible years ago because God gave those five-fold ministry offices to the body of Christ to equip us to do the work of ministry until we all reach full maturity. So 
you circle that word until, and if anyone wants to argue with you that apostles and prophets died, you know, they, they ceased when the Bible was completed. However, we'll just decide that we'll keep three of them because it sounds not so scary. Yeah, that's my opinion. Anyway, it's important that we don't choose what we want to throw out of the Bible and only keep the things that are comfortable to keep. You guys doing okay? We're going to wrap it up here. I, I do have one little note to say. One little side, side trail. It's not really a side trail. Maturity. So this scripture is talking about in verse 13, coming into that, um, into one, one, become one into a perfect man, or become, you know, the full stature of manhood, or um, the full stature of Christ. It's about maturity. So the gifts of God and the working of God in your life and in my life the ultimate goal is to bring you and I into maturity. God wants us to become like Jesus. He put the spirit, the seed of Jesus into your spirit, causing you to be born again. You received a birth, the birth of the Holy Spirit. You were born anew, born into a new creation in Christ. The old is gone completely. The old little Scotty that did all the drugs and stuff back in the day, he's a dead man. He was crucified, dead, and buried with Jesus on the cross buried with him in the grave, and I rose with him in my baptism. Well, I think I rose with him before I got actually water baptized. But we did the water baptism just to show everyone this is the, the real deal here. You are not who you used to be before Christ. You are a new creation. You have the seed of Jesus planted in your spirit, and you are becoming more and more mature into the fullness of maturity in Christ. <clears throat> something about maturity. Maturity is not about age. Sorry, some of you. All of us. Just because you're an older man or woman in this room does not mean you're mature. Okay? Maturity is not about age. It's a matter of obedience. We could be, <clears throat> I'll just say it for myself, I can be a really stubborn rebellious son or I can submit myself yield myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit see the sons, of, sons and daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God okay hope you guys are okay that was the, the side point it's, oh, maturity is not about age it's about obedience some may think that, you know, you guys might have to go back and talk to some older Christians and say, you know what? It's not how long you've been a Christian that's made you mature. It's about obedience to Jesus. You can be 50 years in the Lord and still be wearing diapers. Okay. Verse 14, and this is leave. I'll find out that when I hit the screen one more time. And then our immaturity <clears throat> will end, and we will not be easily shaken by trouble nor led astray by novel teachings or by false doctrines of deceivers who teach clever lies. But instead, we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, <clears throat> the anointed head of his body, the church. There is one more verse. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member, <clears throat> excuse me, every member has been given divine gifts 
to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. That's a good word right there. You guys need to know this is all about, you know, people will say, well, it's not about me. It's all about Jesus. I don't know. I'm reading right there that it's actually all about Jesus and it's all about you. If you don't know who you are and that you've been called to be a minister and that you actually have a ministry, that you've been given divine gifts, then you're, you're not going to accomplish the work that God has prepared for you. But we've all been called. We are all qualified. Jesus has qualified us by his blood. You have been, why don't you guys stand up? Let's, let's make this fun. <clears throat> it helps me to end. Yeah, let's just, let's just kind of close our eyes for a minute. Jesus, we just thank you tonight that you are, you are patient with us, that you're loving and kind, that you have put your Holy Spirit in us to work inside of us, to will and to act according to your purpose. So even now, Lord, we just yield ourselves to the lead of the Spirit, to the leading and promptings of Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come in each one of us and have your way. You would, you would have a greater measure of freedom inside of us, inside of our thinking, inside of our minds. We want to be led by you, God. We want to accomplish the works that you've prepared for us. And even now, Lord, we just, <clears throat> we just cast off all of the hindrances, all of the lies that would disqualify us, that we would, we would believe disqualify us from walking and running this race with you and being ministers of your kingdom. So we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your mercy and your grace that you constantly pour out on us. If it wasn't for grace, how could we even be saved? But because of your grace, in view of your mercy, we offer all that we are to you as living sacrifices. And we just say, Holy Spirit, just, you can tell him yourself, I am yours. I am yours. Yeah, we love you, Lord. We just thank you. In Jesus' name.